This is the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Hello, it's Mark here and welcome to the Clonmel Podcast, episode 143 for this Friday, the 4th of August. And yes, it's a bank holiday weekend. So, how was your week? Hope it went well. And yes, the rain is still with us, unfortunately. We see army training took place around Marketplace last weekend. You may have seen them on manoeuvres and wondering what the hell was going on there. Now, being a bank holiday, mass will take place up at the Holy Year Cross this coming Monday. You might want to pop along to that. Just bring a brolly just in case. Another boil water notice was issued this week to most of the town and surrounding areas due to strike action by local authorities and Unite Trade Union Water Services. I think it's up to midnight tonight, if I'm not mistaken. What well on to Aidan O'Hara, who won the Junior Darts Corporation European Open Championship 2023 during the week. That's a great achievement. Also, congratulations to Soccer Transplant Team Ireland with Clonmel's own Pascal Kavanagh, who picked up a bronze medal at the British Transplant Games last week. Hickey's Bakery picked up a Great Taste Award for their delicious handmade apple tart. I must rush in there and get one of those. Also this week, local band The Cedar Towns released their brand new single called Don't Ask, Don't Tell, which is available to buy now on all streaming platforms. And speaking of buying, but more so selling, we found out this week that Marleyfield House is to go up for auction at the end of the month with a price tag of around €950,000. Who would have thought? So what is coming up this week on the Clomwell Podcast? Well, a chat to Sarah McCormick, holistic therapist on all things wellness, growing up in town and also working for local radio. News on Clomwell Applefest Wild Child Day in the park. The Clomwell Camera Club's exhibition at the library. A salsa dance party comes to the coachman and lots more. All coming up. The Clonmel Podcast. But first, the Clonmel Basking Festival is coming to town this month and I caught up with Liam Condon to get all the details. Liam Condon, welcome to the Clonmel Podcast. Thanks very much, Mark. Uh, here we are again, it's this time of year. <laughs> it is this time of year, but normally we meet up at Hearns Hotel, but today we're at Dennis Burke Park because there's something happening during the festival at Dennis Burke Park this year, which we'll get to in a few moments' time, but all set for the festival course running from the 11th to the 13th of August? The 11th to 13th of August uh, is um, when we do all our um, stuff in the streets and uh, venues and stuff, but we actually kick it off on the 10th uh, with, with the festival launch. Fantastic. So um, that promises to be a good night. We have a nice line-up. Uh, we have a film um, all about uh, kind of Petty Accord Lewis, uh, which is a legend up around uh, the V and Baylock. Um, you know, for years people have, have been saying that they've seen sightings of her um, because the legend was that she was drowned in Baylock a long, long time back and she keeps coming back as a ghost. A lot of people have actually said they have seen her walking the roads and stuff up there so we decided to make a film all about it so how was that by the way it was it was great it's a lovely it's lovely scenery up there and it's it's a lovely spot uh to do something uh, like that um yeah i i think it's going to look good uh yeah you're from the area aren't you i'm from the area originally i'm from down around the care balladuba area so i kind of grew up there and i heard that legend all through the years um have you known anyone who's seen it or have you seen her yourself i haven't seen her myself but i've actually neighbors and people from the area swear they've seen this ghostly figure when they were passing over the v and um 
uh, they said it wasn't our imagination. They said they actually saw this figure walking the roads. So this legend has been going on for as long as I can remember. I love hearing these stories, especially about things like Petticoat, Lewis, etc. So you've made this kind of a... Is it a film like a documentary? Uh, no, it's a film at actors, no. Uh, oh, right, so they're reenacting the parts. They're reenacting the parts, yeah. It's, yeah, oh, yeah wow. there'll be a lot of local characters in it and um, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, so like they're shot over three months. Um, it'll last for about 15, 20 minutes on the night, but um, it, it'll be interesting. <laughs> and that's in the coachman, Liam, I believe, is it? It's in the coachman, we're launching off in the coachman and the tent, yes, um, starting off there at 8 o'clock, and um, it, it'll be a good night overall. We also have um, Jude Box Gypsy with the Mins, uh, uh, Care Minshed, um, and uh, Patsy Connington, uh, a young up and coming singer songwriter, so um, yeah, it's, it'll be a good evening. And then, of course, it's all systems go come Friday. Come Friday, then, Friday, then, there's no stopping us. Yeah, uh, we start off uh, the main guard at uh, 12 um, uh, with a, a nice line up there, um, and then that night, all the venues take over, and um, yeah, it'll. Um, we have we have a good lineup over the, over the weekend. I think you know um, uh, we have some interesting bands, uh, a lot of new bands coming to the festival for the first time uh, as well, which will be um, kind of change things up. Uh, yeah. And then on Saturday. And on Saturday we have um, of course we'll have the busking competition again, um, and and there's uh, the overall winner of that will get five hundred euros. Nice. Uh, which is. A nice place, I think. Um, it, it'll go on all day in the East Lane uh, from one o'clock to five, and, and then we'll do the final. Whoever gets through to the final, then we'll do it between five and six at the main guards. So um, that's on the Saturday as well. That's on the Saturday as well. Yeah. Can anybody enter the busking festival, or have you got those picked out already? No, anyone can enter. Uh, yeah. Turn up guitar or whatever instrument you play, or um, sing your heart's content out. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know the, the idea of kind of. Uh, Booking a slot is so we'll know how many is coming. But uh, uh, we will um, do our best, like uh, if someone just turns up, we'll do our best to fit them in, yes. And then, Liam, we're on to the Sunday, and I believe the Lark in the Park is taking place right here at Dennisburg Park, where we are today. Yes, uh, the Lark at the Park. We're calling it Lark at the Park uh, because it's not a family fun day, unfortunately. Um, it's our first year back in the park, so... Um, uh, we'll have some stuff for the kids. Um, there'll be people along, you know, selling ice cream and the usual thing. Uh, we'll have music, of course. Uh, like Banner Clown Mallow will kick it off. Then we'll have the way here's, um, and we have a terrific young singer. He's playing festivals all over Europe now. Um, he really only started a year ago, but he's really after taking off. Alan Power is his name. Uh, so a band called Alan Power and the Aftershocks. Really, really good band. So they would be with us. So uh, we'll be doing that on, on the day. And, um, what time does it all start here at the park? Uh, it starts at the park at half eleven, but we're, we're finishing up at three. Okay. Um, because then we're heading to... Um, we actually did it last year at uh, Herden's Hotel in Lily's Lane, and we're doing a family fun day there. Ah. Uh, so what will that entail, Liam? It's, uh, last year we had two bands, this year we've up to four bands. Um, so it, it'll be music all evening from uh, half three to half eight. So there'll be a lot of 
don't, don't be like the music there. Um, uh, we kick it off with the Papazitas, uh, very popular. Uh, they were with us last year. Um, then we have a band called the Mons Wheeler Band, um, a kind of rock and roll sort of rockabilly band, uh, very good. Um, we go on to Desha Press, um, Dixieland Jazz, we had him last year. And then we finished it all off with um, a band called the Belfords, um, which are a terrific band from Waterford. So um, it, it should be a nice family evening. It's set to be a great weekend too, Liam. And we must also mention the Vagina Monologues are coming to Hearn's Hotel on Saturday. Yes, they are. Um, they've done this uh, there during the year and, and they, uh, they're doing it during the festival uh, for charity. Uh, it's, for ca- it's for cancer care. The tickets are 15 euros for this, but it all goes to cancer care and the tickets can be got um, in the tourist office. Um, so it's nice to be able to do um, you know, something, some charity event. And if people want to get updates on the Basking Festival, where can they find them? Uh, updates on the Basking Festival, you can find it on, on Facebook, Instagram, um, usual places. Uh, we, we'll have flyers all over the place. There'll be posters up, <laughs> there'll be loads of information. Um, yeah, so it'll be... Um, we're looking forward to a, a really... Great weekend. Yeah. So the, the once again, just to remind people that the launch is on Thursday evening at the Coachman, and then Friday, Saturday and Sunday, that's the 11th and 12th and 13th, around various venues around town, and of course here in the park as well. Everything is around town, here in the park, uh, our big family day uh, in Millie's Lane. Um, and we'll have some interesting stuff over the weekend, uh, different bands, uh, actually, this year, for the first time in a while, we have two like young bands in up and coming in Clamel. Um, I haven't seen a young band now in Clamel in a while, but we have two this year, which is nice to see young people, uh, you know, farming bands again. Um, uh, we uh, there'll be one young band playing in Gleason's on the Saturday night, and there'll be one on the Friday night in Baker's. So it's nice to have young bands on. It's something different. Um, we always try something different. Um, Oh yes, we have um, a, 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 we have a blues rock band from Cork, which is interesting. Um, it's an all-female band, which there's not many of, I don't think. And their twist on things is they keep everything on the female side of things. They only sing songs by female songwriters. So as well as being an all-female band, they're yeah. keeping everything female, which um, one of the reasons why I include them in the festival this year, it's something different again so yeah uh, we have a lot going on it'll be a great weekend Liam Condon from the Clonmel Basking Festival thank you so much thank you Mark thank you Liam now the 22nd Clonmel Scouts are having a bake sale at the main guard tomorrow Saturday 5th of August from 10am to 2pm so want to pop along and buy some delicious baked goods and help send the Scouts team to take part in the Phoenix Challenge in a few weeks time Clon Melody present Candlelight Quartet with the Libra Spring Quartet at Raheen House on Thursday, October the 5th. What a fantastic setting this is. Imagine you'll be serenaded by candlelight to the music of the movies and musicals. Tickets are 19.50 plus booking fee through Eventbrite and doors open at 8pm. The Clonmel Library are currently holding an exhibition of photographs from the Clonmel Camera Club. It's on right now until the 12th of August. 
A salsa dance party is coming to the Coachman Bar on Friday the 18th of August. Here's how it works. So between 8 and 9pm, there'll be a dance workshop and then you're ready to go with the dance party from 9 to 11pm and the price is just €10. Euros. As part of National Heritage Week, Clomel Applefest present Wild Child Day in the Park, being Dennis Burke Park. It's on from 12 to 4pm on Saturday the 19th of August. There'll be willow weaving, river dipping, bug hunting, natural material craft activities and so much more. Get more details on the Clomel Applefest social media pages. A Woody's Hero fundraiser is coming to the Talbot Hotel on the 12th of August with music from the 70s, 80s and 90s. Tickets are €10, Euros, go into good causes and are available from Woody's at the Poppy Fields. There will also be a raffle on the night and that'll start at half past eight. And just to let you know that the Dulux dog, the old English sheepdog, will be making an appearance in Woody's Clonmel tomorrow Saturday in aid of the Woody's Heroes Charities, where there'll also be a raffle for you to win some lovely prizes. The dog will be there between 12 and 2pm. Has the Dulux dog actually got a name? That's what I'd like to know. Mass will take place at the St. Patrick's Cemetery on Tuesday the 8th of August at 7.30pm. All are welcome to attend there. There'll also be Mass every Tuesday at the Friary from 10am. You can also pop in to say a prayer or light a candle every day at the Friary from 8am, just in case you weren't sure if the Friary was back open for Masses. As part of National Heritage Week, Clonmel Tidy Towns are giving you the chance to find out the history of St. Stephen's Cemetery, which we featured here on the podcast a few weeks ago with Dean McGrath. It's on Saturday the 12th of August at the cemetery from 11am to 12pm, where there will also be a digital map in showcase, a QR code trail, and historian Stephen Callahan will be giving a talk. Marlefield GAA Club are inviting you to take part in some GAA rounders. I never knew this, but it's one of the four official GAA sports, along with hurling, Gaelic football and handball. So if you fancy some GAA rounders, pop along to the Marlefield GAA Club on Monday the 14th of August at 7.30pm. Now, as part of Her Outdoors Week, with the Tipperary Sports Partnership, Women on the Water Kayaking comes to the River Shore starting on Monday the 14th of August and running for four weeks it's on from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. and the price is €80 Euros for registration or just to get more details, go to www.tipperysports.ie. Staying with Her Outdoors Week, there's a women's introduction to mountain biking at Carey's Castle. It's on Thursday, the 17th of August from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. And once again, go to www.tipperysports.ie for more information and other events they also may be running as part of Her Outdoors Week. The Clonmel Library are holding a military greys walking tour with Michael Dolan on Saturday the 12th of August at 5pm. Even though this is a free event, you'll still need to book your place, which you can do so by calling 052-616-6130 or email clonmellibrary at tipperarycoco.ie. And that is also part of National Heritage Week. In fact, there's a lot going on at the library during that week. Staying with the library, they are holding an age-friendly senior film club showing some of those timeless classics of yesteryear on the last Wednesday of every month at 2pm and you'll also get tea and biscuits afterwards, which is nice. The Alison Cronin Dance Academy has informed us that registration for new pupils aged 3 and upwards is now open for classes resuming in September. 
For more details, you can call Alison on this number, 086 8300 or Jess on 086 109 5062. You can also go to alisoncronandanceacademy.com. And staying with the Dance Academy, did you know they're also offering ballet classes for beginners, juniors, and pre-primary? Get more on the website or their social media pages. Now, how about some road hurling? Well, it's coming to the Newcastle GAA Hall this coming Sunday, August 6th. Teams of three adults, 10 euros, under 17 to fiver, and registration takes place at the hall between 5 and 6 p.m. Anne-Marie Slavid, Reiki master, energy and spiritual healer, is holding a workshop at the gorgeous Emaru Health and Wellness Retreat on Saturday the 19th of August. It's on from 11am to 4pm. There'll be yoga facilitated by Laura Slattery, plus Reiki healing and meditation from Anne-Marie. The price is just €40, Euros, and for more details or to book your place, call 86 812-1359 or email info at emaru.ie. That's E-M-O-H-R-O-U dot I-E. Drawing Horses Masterclass is coming to the Tipperary Museum of Hidden History on the 19th of August. It's on from 10.30am to 12.30pm. The price is €20 Euros and booking is essential, which you can do by emailing museum at tipperarycoco.ie or call 052-616-5252. Now, how about some bingo? It continues this bank holiday Monday at Hillview Sports Club with a hamper on offer as well. The jackpot stands at a thousand euros. There's two grand in prize money, and it all gets underway at 8 p.m. Drag Queen Bingo with the one and only Tina D. Parton comes to the Coachman Bar on Sunday, the 13th of August, followed by DJ Peter playing the hits from the 80s and 90s. Now, tickets are just 10 euros from dragqueens.ie or €15 at the door. And by the way, the doors open at 5.30pm, with the show starting at half past six. The Baby Market Islanders come into the Talbot Hotel with their Tipperary Baby Market on Sunday, September the 10th, from 12 till 2pm. There'll be a bargain bonanza of quality, pre-loved, maternity, baby and child-related items and lots more. Admission is €6 per person, €9 for a family and kids are free. For more details, check out babymarket.ie. If you love your gardening, you'd be glad to know that the Clonmel Garden Club meets up on the first Wednesday of every month at Hotel Manila at 8pm and new members are welcome to come along. Staying with Hotel Manila, Celine Byrne is coming to the hotel on Saturday the 12th of August. Tickets are €30 Euros from hotelmanila.com or by calling 052-612-2388. The doors open at 7.30pm with the show starting at 8pm. The Clonmel Remembrance Walk will take place on September the 10th from the Gashouse Bridge at 4pm. There'll be music and poetry and lots more to mark World Suicide Prevention Day. The Clonmel Park Run is on every Saturday morning starting at 9.30am from the Gashouse Bridge. All are welcome for this 5k run or walk along the river. Want to pop along, bring a friend, bring the kids or even bring the dog. Seesaw have a free coffee morning every Monday and Wednesday at 24 William Street here in town from 10.30am to 12.30pm. Why not pop in for a cuppa and a chat and also find out what Seesaw is all about. The Tipperary Involvement Centre is open Tuesday to Fridays from 11am to 1pm at a place for you in case you'd like to pop in there for a chat. The epic production of From Out the Land comes to the Kick and Barracks from September the 1st to the 10th. This is set to be one of those shows not to be missed. Tickets are on sale right now from the box office price 20 to €25. Euros. And if you go to junctionfestival.com, you'll get all the details.
The Clonmel Pride Festival is on in town on Saturday the 26th of August, so not long to go now, and they're looking for volunteers to help them out. Get more details on their social media pages, and I'll be speaking to one of the Pride team here on the podcast very soon. The Clonmel Podcast Job Spot. Now, jobs this week, what have we got? Well, AIB Bank in town are looking to hire a branch customer advisor. Go to jobs.aib.ie for more details. The Junction Cafe are looking for a kitchen porter. You can apply by email to junctioncafe18 at gmail.com. Paul Tobin Butchers are looking for the following staff, a butcher, apprentice butcher, and a food prep assistant. You can email your CV to paultbn at gmail.com or just pop into the shop. Neves Restaurant are looking for waiting staff, deli assistants, bakers, and chefs. Full-time, part-time, you can send your CV to nevesrestaurant at gmail.com. Fanning's Auto Parts, based at the Cashel Road Business Park here in town, are looking to hire the following. Counter assistant salespersons, junior counter assistant salespersons. You can email your CV to hr at fanningautoparts.ie. Boston Scientific are looking for product builders. Go to jobs.bostonscientific.com for more details. Foxy Locks are looking for a trainee hairdresser. Just drop in your CV there if interested. Pet Planet here in town are looking for a sales assistant. Previous retail experience required. Apply with CV to info at petplanet.ie. And finally, Abbott are looking to hire assemblers here in Clonmel. Permanent basis, two cycle shift, Monday to Friday. Go to www.jobs.abbott.com. If you'd like to advertise a job on the Clonmel podcast, just email the Clonmel podcast at gmail.com. Now, time for this week's interview, and I caught up with holistic therapist Sarah McCormick for a chat. The Clonmel Podcast. Sarah McCormick, welcome to the Clonmel Podcast. Thank you very much, Mark. You are a holistic therapist. I am. I'm a Reiki master and a holistic therapist. Um, What is a holistic therapist? So, holistic therapy, I work with energy. So basically, if you have any energetic blockages in your body, I can sense them through working on energy and movement. Not by looking at someone? Sometimes, yes. Okay, you're yeah. staring at me right now. How am I? Am I all right? It's okay, you're fine. It's turned <laughs> off right now, don't worry. <laughs> but you can, and you yeah. can... So basically what it is with Reiki is you use the universal energy that's around us to move those blockages. So it's, uh, it's actually quite cool. It's something that you can see such a huge difference in people after one or two three treatments, which is lovely. Um, and then, you know, people, it helps them on their healing journey and just makes their life a little bit better. What made you get involved in holistic therapy? Um, I think I've always been interested in stuff that's like on the other side of mm. things. Yeah. So when I was younger, I was obsessed with the X-Files. Like I wanted to see a UFO. I was oh, that. Mulder and Scully. Yeah, yeah. I was like 100% <laughs> sitting up here at nighttime waiting for a UFO. I was so obsessed with that kind of stuff. Um, so that kind of, I think I was always a little bit out there. And then maybe about 10 or 12 years ago, I went to my first ever holistic fair and there was this guy there who was doing soul drawings. I had no idea what it was, mm. but I was like, that's so cool. I wanted, I just want to have it done. So he did it and he was able to talk about past lives and kind of things that were going to come up. And I was just mesmerized by it. So I loved that. Um, and then kind of what drew me to Reiki was just, I was probably working in an environment that wasn't very healthy for me and I needed something to help me. And I kind of, someone recommended Reiki and I was like, I don't really know what that is. I went for my first session, was like, love this. I was instantly different after it and my mindset changed. And then it just helped change my entire life completely. 
So I wanted to help. I wanted to do that for other people then as well. So where do you practice? So Reiki? I have, uh, we have a clinic in Bansha. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got two rooms, male and female therapists. So it works, you know, if someone doesn't want to come to me, Steve is there or vice versa. Um, and we do Reiki, we do angelic healing, angel card readings. We do hot stone massage. Um, we do massage for minor injuries, um, meditations, all that kind of stuff. So it's like it is a full holistic therapy clinic. So angelic healing, tell yes. me more about that. Oh, I love angelic healing. It's my favourite. So it's the exact same as Reiki. It's completely hands off. The Reiki that I do is completely hands off. Some people will do hands on, but I don't. Um, but instead of using this beautiful energy that's around us, you call on four archangels and it's their energy that helps to heal. So it's wonderful for anything like grief or any kind of emotional sadness that you just can't move with other energies. Um, Angelic is perfect for that. And it's just peaceful. You always feel peaceful after it. It's just lovely. You mentioned the archangels. Yeah. Where, where do you call them from? So... Does, do people have their own? Yeah, no. So we'll say the archangels, as in Archangel Michael, Uriel, right. Gabriel, and, it, it can, and Raphael, obviously, for healing. But it's... They, I don't want to say, I'm going to say they come from heaven, but you don't have to believe mm. in that for it to work. That's the other side, but it's completely like they're there, whether you want to believe in them or not, the angels are there. And how do people feel after an, an, an angel healing? Most people, they, they wake up and it's almost like, where have I been? It's like that look of like, am I in the room? What, what happened kind of? A lot of people will always almost feel like a feather or a wing brush over them they will say that hands down they're like there was someone here and it's like there wasn't it was just me I promise it was just me in the room um, and then it's just a sense of peace some people do get very emotional after it that's the other because it can bring up emotions so it's something to prepare yourself I think for before having one um, but mostly peace it's just a really peaceful feeling and we must explain where we are today. This is oh, yeah. your this is your favourite place in Clonmel. I love this place. We're in St Patrick's, Patrick's Well. well. Yeah. Like, look at it. Even with rain, it's just yeah, we've kind of, beautiful. As you come down the steps, there's a little kind of an alcove here with trees. So yeah. we've, we've, we've ducked under here to do the interview. Yeah. But and and actually, it's a great view here. Look, it? Looking down here. It's perfect. At the well right now, you've got, yeah. you know, you've got the actual the water in front of us and the green and the, the old chapel over the other side. And the well, of course. Yeah. It's gorgeous, isn't it's it? It's beautiful. I would come down here um, probably once a month. I would like to get here more often, but it just doesn't happen for me. But a great tip if you do come down here is in summertime, especially because the ground is obviously drier. I wasn't going to say that, but I was going to say take your shoes off and walk in the grass because it's really good to ground down here. It's just fabulous. So do you pick up good energy here? Yeah. And I, I think I, I think everyone can can actually like feel energy, but it's just more how in tuned you are to it. And I find that there are places I just don't like going to, and I've learned over the years there's a reason for that, so stay away from them. But I love this place, like it just calls to me. It's funny, over the years doing the podcast, when you ask people their favourite place in or around Clonmel, yeah. St Patrick's Well does come up really? a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful here. It's just, but like just, it's just a good feeling, here. isn't it? It is, but you could just sit here for hours and just stare at that. It's tranquil. It is, it's so peaceful. And like, even though you're so close to the road, yeah. You don't hear it. No. It's just, it's lovely. Really, really nice. Tell us about yourself. 
So you're not originally from Clonmel. No. I thought you were, because yeah. we've known each other for years. For like, it feels like a really long time now, yeah, doesn't it? it does. I feel quite old when I think about that. So, hey, how do you think I feel? <laughs> I'm older than you. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I grew up in Tipperary Town, mm. um, moved to Kukash when I was 13. Oh, and stunning, stunning out there. Yeah. Um, and then moved to Clonmel um, when I was in sixth year, maybe end of sixth year. So, um, yeah. Obviously, you went to school then. I did. I went. To, I went to primary school and first year in Tipperary Town, and then I changed. So for from second year to sixth year, I went to the presentation in Clonmel. So how was that going from say Tip Town to Clonmel School? Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> it's just you know, with that age, it's just it's strange to change. It's such it's such a big change as well. Um, but it was lovely. I made some really lovely friends. Um, and it was just yeah, it was it was good. It was a good experience. It was a really good school. I really liked it. What was the plan for you? Did you think when you were at the end of schooling. Oh my goodness. Do the old careers guidance teacher coming and all that sort of thing. No, I don't I don't remember that. But in my head I wanted to be a marine biologist. I was obsessed with sharks. Did you? I did, really? yeah. I can't swim properly, so that was never gonna You're happen. Obsessed with sharks. Sharks, I loved them. Sharks and whales. Jaws? Yeah, I was fascinated by it. I just I love that old film though. Yeah, it's brilliant. As robbery as a shark is, yeah, I still love it. Absolutely. And like even the theme ride in Universal, like you know it's crap, but like you're going, Oh my god, it's a shark. You know it's not, but you know it's yeah, it, yeah. Marine yeah, biologist. Marine biologist. Mm. Obviously, that didn't happen. No. <laughs> Took a completely different career path. I went to Dunleary Institute of Art and Design and did uh, radio journalism. Go away. Yes. Surprisingly, of how we met. That's right. So then you got a job in Tip FM. Didn't I did. You? Yeah. So I worked in Tip FM for a long time. Yeah. Um, it's really good experiences. Were you there um, then before I arrived? I think you were. I, I think, I think you could were. have been. Yeah, I think you started. Was About it like, 2000, was it? Yeah, I think I had just started and you started doing nights. The evening show, right? that's yes. correct. Yeah, yes, yeah. indeed. That feels like, it doesn't that feel like a lifetime ago? It Genuinely. does. Genuinely. But it was good fun, wasn't it, those days? It was brilliant. It you was know? really, really good. And it was such a good experience. It was such a good learning experience for me anyway, because... You know, I kind of, I didn't, I didn't actually finish college because the course I thought I'd learn more mm. practically doing stuff. And I did. That's the one thing I would always say, learn so much more from doing things than sitting in a classroom being told what to do. It's that practical experience, yeah, isn't it? Because you, you know, like no matter what anyone teaches you in the classroom, until the first time that a song doesn't play or an ad break doesn't play and you're on air and you're like, mm. oh, what do I say? Mm. You don't mm. get that unless it's practical experience. You, yeah, you had a variation of roles in, in Tip, didn't you? I did. I when, of, when I met you first, what were you doing? I then? was doing production. You were we doing met. production. Yeah, I was yeah, making ads were. and jingles and stuff when we met. Yeah. And then I did commercial traffic for a while uh, in the sales department. Um, and this was, of course, on the Waterford Road then. It was. It was David. When yeah, we used to David get flooded. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember that? It flooded so many times. And we're all inside. Yeah. I remember I remember one night, actually, I think it was myself and Tony Spillane had mm. to literally go back down after the place had closed and, like, move computers off the floor because there was yeah. a big flood coming. Yeah. Because the studio was just inside the doors. It was. <laughs> on the ground level. Yes. And I, I can also remember that when the floods came down and it just happened like yes, that so it quickly so, didn't so it? quickly so quickly and i think richie anderson got the land rover and to <laughs> yes. get us out he backed up to the doors and we all jumped in this <laughs> land rover to get out of the place but it caused like this tsunami of water to go in back in the hall i remember that and the plugs were always really low to the ground so it was like this fear of something's going to blow up as well yeah and, and it was we thought then we'd be off like for a week or a few days <laughs> but they moved us up to the attic do you remember that with a corrugated roof and duvets <laughs> yes. to do shows oh my 
my god, I had forgotten about that. Yeah. It was really creepy up there. It was. It was really scary up there. And oh my god, all those cushions. Remember those cushions yeah. that used to be floating around? Yeah. Wow. That was a really long time ago. So you were doing production, you were doing yes. commercial traffic? Commercial traffic um, in the sales department and I started doing shows then. How did you find that? I mean, you'd obviously never been on air before, is that right? Yeah, no, I had done bits and pieces, like I'd done weekend stuff, mm. but to do a full-time show, I loved it. Mm. It was fun, it was like... Were you nervous? Um, probably the first time, yeah, mm. but I think you just kind of get used to it. Do you know, it's just, it was part of it, but I, I loved, I actually loved that. I loved doing late nights, more so because I could play my own music. Oh yeah. yeah, I was never told that. Oh, how come you got Oopsie. to play your own music? What's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a nice bloody Maybe love song? Maybe I just chose to play my own. I can't remember now. I could have just put a few in there that I wanted to hear myself, but uh, yeah, no, that was good fun. That was I really liked that. Um, Out of all your roles, there, would you say that was your favourite being on air? I think so. Yeah, because do you know what? It was, it was the least stressful mm. out of all of them because it's just you and a microphone and music and the listeners that was it you know there was no backroom politics or people other people involved and plus if you're doing a late night radio show the great thing is there's no one else in the building yeah well up to a certain extent until you have to go to the toilet or something because <laughs> i found that building really creepy yeah all the way down that hall yeah and do you remember like where mike kelly had his office yes and there were these big rubber things like a but like an old meat factory that hung down and our pigeonholes were behind them Oh my God, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was waiting for someone from the Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre to come out and murder me or something <laughs> during the night show. That's how I remember oh those God. big rubber yeah. things hanging was, down, which led was, to the attic. Yes, enough. yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was, yeah, it was actually, because when you think about all the glass, if you had those curtains open at nighttime, mm. it was just constant reflections that you'd see. Yeah. yeah, it was a bit, it probably was a bit freaky now that I think back on it. Did you meet any celebrities of your time? <laughs> Um, working I, in radio I think the biggest celebrity I met was probably Shane Lynch no way yeah. <laughs> I, was so, I have a photo of that I was so excited I loved Boyzone they were the first, yeah. first act I ever saw live actually didn't they play the Regal Theatre or they something they did yeah I, I loved them did you them go to and, that I think I did I saw them and I definitely saw the chorus I saw the chorus in the Regal really they were really good no way yeah they were very very good but yeah Shane Lynch he did was, you interview him no, I don't think so. I think it was he like... He came into the he, station? No, he was doing... It was when he was into rallying. Oh, yeah. And he was in... What, Stone Throws, was I think... It? I don't know, was it that, but I think he was in Barlow's. There was some reason... Was it in Barlow's? Mm. Somewhere down the, the Davis Road, anyway. And he was there. So someone was interviewing him. And I was like, I want to go. I want to meet Shane Lynch. So I got to meet him. Wow. That's really embarrassing to admit that. And did you speak to him? Probably not. Yeah. I would have been like, oh, my God, it's Shane Lynch. Yeah, so I don't think I did. But I do have a photo of it somewhere. Um, I think I'm sure someone you do. sent it to me only if, recently someone mm, sent it to me mm. can't remember who it was but I was like oh my god look at the state of me I was like there's Shane Lynch so you said you were in the radio for near enough 20 years near it? enough 20 years oh yeah it's a, it was a long time in one industry um, yeah but you learned a lot there incredible stuff and especially working in different departments that's it absolutely and I think it's only when you leave that you can kind of look back and go, do you know what? I did actually learn an awful lot. Mm. Um, and you can take them with you and go into different different things. Like I'm in a completely different industry now, not hey, radio or anything. So. Who else was working there back in the, the early days of, of Tip FM? Oh my goodness. Um, Seamus Martin. Seamus Martin, Seamus. yes indeed. Um, who else was there? Pauline, Pauline Irene. Um, Mike Kelly, Mike obviously. Kelly, Michael Brett. Michael Brett. Yes. Um, who else was there? 
James Harlan was here. Yes, James was. Why do I keep forgetting that? Yeah. James was James there. James was here. Um, Annette Brett would have been there. Annette, there. Jerry O'Donnell. Jerry O'Donnell. Jerry, Jerry and, trained and, me. And Sherry. And Sherry, yes. Both actually trained me to do both of the, the commercial job and uh, production, yeah. Mm. That's, yeah. Fun days, though. They were. They were the early good times. days, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, they were. And they were good times. It was good experience and it was just, it was fun. It was what radio was supposed to be. Do you miss not being involved in radio, maybe the on air side? Um, no, I don't think so. Mm. Um, I haven't thought about it, to be honest. I think because I left just before COVID, I think because of COVID and everything, there just wasn't time to think about, do I miss it? Do I want to go back to it? How did you find COVID? How did it affect you? Um, Were you doing your holistic therapy at this stage? I I had just started. So we had just opened and because we weren't deemed an essential service, we had to close. So we were literally closed for all of COVID. I think there may have been a break somewhere. We were open for like four or five weeks and had to close again. Mm. Um, So it was tough during that because obviously starting a small business is hard anyway but then to have to close and to start all over again it's tough um but personally like i loved it i loved not having to be anywhere not having to go anywhere people say that swear it was like all i did was go to work and come home and Mm. i was like i i think i need i needed it i think probably after being so in an industry for so long i just needed that break from everything um, so I, I did actually quite enjoy it. I know other people hated it, but mm. I was I was okay with it. Because you you left the station. So to I left work. radio and I started working in uh, the medical industry. So you would have been in the central service. Yes. So right. I was working full time. It okay. was constant. Um, but that was really that was I know like I was obviously it was a break to not have to go anywhere else. But it was good to work because I think if I'd been at home the whole time, mm. I could be saying something completely different to you as yeah. well. Because um, I was able to go out. Um, that well, whole 5k was it 5k or three what was that f- was it 2K? five two at the start and then it went to five and look we had to have letters to drive like we i did i was still working yeah i get stopped by the guards they're going what you work in the radio not central <laughs> service you're having a laugh aren't you that's what i got this card this I letter have it. It says I have <laughs> yeah, to no. um yeah that was like it was just bizarre things like that when you look back at it now and think wow like and that was only like last year, the year before last. I don't yeah. even know what year it is anymore. <laughs> Just. And what about the um, the Reiki business? Did that did that have an effect on you? Uh, COVID. We, you we, yeah, we started to build up clients, and then yeah. it all stopped. That's the thing. Like, so the beauty of it with social media is that you know you get to know people through social media, and you can have a chat with them and stuff beforehand. So it was lovely to have those connections before we had to stop because obviously you can still talk to people and a lot of distance healing took place during COVID but yeah it was kind of it was hard on them I think because people needed it people needed to be able to something to help them deal with anxiety or the insomnia or whatever they were going through and it's distance healing is wonderful but it's not the same as having someone in a room and being able to do it on them so that was hard I found that hard because I just I knew what people were going through so it was like I want to be able to help them but we just weren't allowed and that was the thing as well. I mean, I think older people, especially, they were, they were being frightened by what yeah. the government was saying. Absolutely. You know, don't go outside. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Like people who are very active of yeah. all ages who are used to going out were told they can't go out. Yeah. And it, like it did, it took an awful lot from people. And I see it with my own mum. She was, you know, we were like, you can't go anywhere. You have, you can't go near anyone. You have to stay inside. Yeah. And, you know, and she did, bless her. But, you know, I don't know, was it the right thing to tell her to do or not, but... Now, post-COVID, how are things? 
Yeah, great, good. Building people businesses, coming back. Yes, and business is building up again, so it's great. Um, and it's lovely. You know, we we did our first medita- group meditation only in January after COVID, and it was so nice to see people come into the hall that we use. It's a beautiful church in Bancha. Um, but it was just lovely to see people come together in a group, and it was yeah, it's just it was kind of normal again. It just felt like it was. Has a meditation over the last say what? three to five years really taken off yeah it's the difference that you can see in people it's Mm. like you know you'll see people come in and they're like there's one woman who comes to all of our meditations and she rushes in the door she's like running up the hill to get to the church and she's got to find her space and everything and you can see it you can almost see the energy that's bouncing off of her and then by the end of it she's chilled and she's calm and she's walking out the door and she's smiling and it's like that's why people should do meditation just for that reason alone just so do you facilitate the meditation so um we both do so steve and i do meditations once a month in temple nairi church in bancha um and it's it's a guided meditation but there's also a healing in the middle of it so it's quite nice and yeah it's just it's lovely it's it's just it's actually i love being part of it because i get to do a little bit of meditation as well so it's nice and can anyone come along to that meditation? Anyone at all, yeah. Um, obviously, spaces are limited because it's not a massive, it's not a massive church, so it's just a book online beforehand. But everyone is welcome. It doesn't matter. You can be from anywhere. You don't have to be from Banjo, Tipperary, or anything like that. Now, sorry to go back, but back yes. to your, your younger years again. My younger so you years. moved from Kilcash to Clonmel. To Clonmel, I did. Whereabouts yes. in town were you? So I live in Ardfatima. Ardfatima. Yeah. So it's actually lovely little quiet neighborhood i sound so american to say neighborhood i'm sure that's not what it's called oh my god (laughs) but it's it's lovely and it's quiet and there's lovely neighbors and it's just yeah it's really it's peaceful i like peace i like being around quietness yeah um and i think the older you get the more you value that Mm. um so yeah it's lovely there and where did a a young sarah mccormick go to socialize in her her younger years gosh where did i go to socialize I was actually as antisocial back then as I am now, to be totally honest about it. So if I was dragged out with the girls from school, it was like Danos. Yeah, and I wasn't, I shouldn't say this, but I actually wasn't old enough because I was younger than everyone. Oh, I think everyone done yeah. the thing where they got so, into Danos yeah, or the arms or whatever I, it was yeah, and no. said they were a certain age but yeah. got let in. It was, it was crazy, but Danos, that was it. Maybe once or twice a year I was allowed to go, like, you know, holidays or like maybe a friend's birthday. But yeah, Danos or Mulcahy's, that's where we went. And um, pubs around the town? It would be Mulcahy's. So easy, just pop upstairs into Danos. That was so, it. Simple yeah. as that. And not that I went that often, <laughs> that's the thing. I was like so antisocial. Um, but yeah, Danos and Mulcahy's. Good times in them though. They were. They were. I mean, like, sorry to sound like a broken record on a podcast, but. It was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday yeah. nights. That's when the weekend started yeah, on a Thursday. absolutely. And, and uh, yeah. the town was It was heaving. busy. I Because I remember that from work. You know when you start working and it's like, oh, I can go out now. I'm old <laughs> enough to go out. This is great. And after about a week of it, I was like, yeah, I'm bored of that now. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Like you'd go out on Thursday after work. You'd go Friday after work and then Saturday and Sunday. And yeah. But the town was heaving. It was. Then. And it yeah. was like, I don't want to go down a whole different tangent, but it was safe. There yeah. wasn't. I don't mean that. I don't go out often enough now to know whether it's not it is no but you do hear people saying you know there's certain parts of Clonmel that you know after a certain hour they won't go out yeah I heard it today on the radio really I heard someone say that okay yeah on the local radio station that we both used to work for okay (laughs) and um, but yeah it's 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 sadly one of those things it is I don't know would I feel safe Mm. you know I mean look I used to walk home like from town and mm. it never bothered me. I certainly wouldn't do that now. Mm, mm, and I don't know, mm. again, is that because when you're younger, you're just, 
fearless. You yeah, you don't think of things like that. Or as you get older, you realise the dangers. But yeah, I definitely wouldn't do that now. Great days, though. Yeah. The good oh, old days. we're so old, Sarah. Yeah, I, I feel it, Mark. Stop. <laughs> I feel way older now. God. So just to finish up, we're at your favourite place here, yes. St. Patrick's World, which is absolutely gorgeous. It's beautiful, isn't it? And where can people get in contact with you regarding holistic therapy or what yeah, you do? Yeah, so I am on Facebook and what's it been called? Instagram. <laughs> and it's just Sarah McCormick-Heater. That's where you'll find me. Um, or the Healing Haven is the clinic page. Um, and again, that's on Instagram and Facebook as well. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very Sarah much, McCormick. Mark. Thank you so much. Thank you. The Clonmel Podcast. Thank you, Sarah. And before we go on the Clonmel podcast, it's time to announce the winner with our Where's Mella competition. You may have spotted Mella on social media. In a certain part of Clonmel, we're running this for the next four weeks. This week, Mella was, you guessed it, at St. Patrick's Well. Well done to Louise O'Sullivan on Facebook and Anne Phelan on Instagram. They both pick up one of our Clonmel podcast mugs and Mella will be out and about again next week, giving you another chance to win. Hashtag Where's Mella. So that is it from the Clonmel podcast for this Friday, the 4th of August. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to get in contact, you can email the Clonmel podcast at gmail.com. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And of course, on the website, www.theclonmelpodcast.com. Enjoy your bank holiday weekend and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Clonmel podcast with Mark Whelan. Produced by West 10 Audio Productions. Your town, your podcast.